podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All right, guys, we've got a treat for you today. We've got Kurt Howmesser on from the Laces Out podcast and a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan, and he gives us his take on the AFC East. You are listening to the Football Fanatics UK podcast with your hosts, Ari Marquides and Tom Crawford, bringing you the English coverage of American football. Okay, guys, welcome to a very special episode. We've got Kurt Harmesser over from the Buffalo Bills fan base. He's a, he's a representative of the Laces Out podcast on Primetime Talk Sports. How you doing, Kurt? Doing great, guys. Uh, definitely thank you for having me on. This is definitely cool. Uh, talking to you guys hopefully I can spread some some bills positivity and uh some make maybe make some new bills fans over there because uh we love we love our bills over here and they're they're definitely all over the place so uh we we love our bills that's the aim that, that is the aim one of my uh, closest friends is a big bills fan I think he may maybe feel a bit alone sometimes because I don't think the bills fan base over in the UK is as huge as other places right. but this is what we're going to do today, isn't it? Make a bigger fan base. Yes, sir. Here. We are going to spread it. You guys are going to have Bills fans everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> so do you want to tell the guys a bit more about what, what you do, et cetera, and, and who you are? Yeah, so uh, born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Uh, so I've been a Bills fan all my life. My dad went to one of the four straight Super Bowls. We lost oh. all four straight Super Bowls, in case you didn't know, in the early 90s. But uh, So I've been a season ticket holder. I, I write for uh, Buffalo Rumblings. They're part of SB Nation covering the bills, everything bills. Uh, me and my co-host do a, a podcast every week for, like you said, Laces Out for primetime sports talk. That's not, it's not just bills, but uh, everything NFL talk. So we got a good time. And, uh, you know, I, I always try to sprinkle in some of my bills knowledge there too. Yeah, that little bit um, of bias. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> at any of the home games, have you jumped off one of the tables? Uh, I have not jumped off of from high. I haven't jumped off of a car, but I have been thrown through a few tables in my lifetime. Okay. But uh, yeah. like I said, yeah. uh, there are some people that depends on where you go in the parking lot. But you go in the parking lot, you'll see some people jump through some flaming tables. Uh, there's there's a lot of alcohol involved, but that is yeah. not quite me. I haven't reached that point yet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when we uh, we've got a WhatsApp group with our friends in the NFL and. Um, Every maybe week or two, there's another video coming in of Bills fans just going oh, crazy. Yeah. They yeah, are um, they are a different breed there in uh, in Buffalo. We uh, we love our Bills more than anything else. And if you start talking trash on the Bills, you will be sure to hear it from Bills Mafia. The one uh, the one thing I do give you, and this is one thing we appreciate in the UK about fan bases. Uh, wherever you go, the Bills fans will travel. There is that is absolutely true. In, the, in America, especially in sports games, we've noticed that obviously in basketball and the NFL, when you go to a, an away game, there aren't many fans because obviously it, it's the travel that's involved. It's like right. it's not down the road. It's a six-hour flight sometimes. Yeah. Whereas the, the Bills fans do not care. They will fly <laughs> wherever. Bills fans will ride a bike to an away game if they need to because yeah. they, just, they love their Bills. I mean, we will take over an away stadium. We have people already selling out stadiums for this coming season we don't even know if fans will be at games so people are dropping a lot of money on on tickets and flights and hotels just to 
hopefully see their bills in an away game. This is, this is, I appreciate that a lot. This dedication to fan bases is a huge Absolutely. thing. When we went to Seattle, we were walking around the streets like before the game, just like, it's like having a little sightsee, as tourists do. And the yeah. amount of Bills fans I saw just wearing their jerseys the day before, proud yeah. and loud, I thought, I, I cannot believe it. I, I genuinely thought that far away, there'd be maybe 100 fans maximum. No. Nope. Uh-uh. All the cafes, restaurants, bars were all full. I was yeah, like, absolutely. this is... This is crazy. You can go. You can go to any city in the U.S. and you will find at least one Bills bar where it is run by Bills fans, and Bills fans go there every Sunday, every every game day, and they represent. They show out for their Buffalo Bills for sure. Amazing. So, this episode, obviously, we reached out to you because obviously you you're involved in the Buffalo Bills, etc., the fan base, and we, me and Tom, have been discussing over the last few weeks how. That AFC East is changing massively, and it is the most changed division in the NFL, I think. Uh, yeah. I'm made up. I like to see the change of the guard. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to chat about how the teams from the bottom of the uh, division are moving up a little bit, and how I think the Buffalo Bills are now going to take that top spot uh, maybe for a few years. Right. So, I um, mean, I, yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people um, – they'll say that it's still the Patriots division because they have owned that division for 20 some years. But I think this coming year, this 2020 season, it is the Buffalo Bills division to lose. I think they are the best team in the division. Um, They're going to have some, some good competition. I think Miami is going to surprise a lot of people if everything kind of plays out right, right for them. Uh, I think the Jets will kind of be a nagging team kind of in the background that might not contend for the division, but they might, they'll be a tough opponent to beat. Um, and I think the New England Patriots are looking for a new quarterback next year in the draft. Uh, I think this year is just kind of a year where they can they'll push off to the side because they have Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer in there under center. You're not going to get a lot of wins from them. So, no, uh, I, I think, I, yeah, I think what their plan is is to kind of maybe get five wins this year, five, six wins, and draft a quarterback. And, I mean, they'll hope to build another dynasty, but hopefully my Buffalo Bills can uh, take them down because – they're built for the long run. The Buffalo Bills have depth on every position, on every side of the ball, and a great coaching staff, an amazing front office that has done amazing things in the past three years. They've completely turned over the roster, completely turned over every position, and they're really building to be a true Super Bowl contender here in the few coming years. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think the only thing that worries me, and I'm sure you'll expect this to come, will be Josh Allen. It's like you said, I think you've got everything else in your team is great. The front office and what McDermott have done has completely changed your culture. Um, yeah, like you said, you've got depth. Like Tredavious White, he's, he's a top corner. Singletary could become a top 10 running back. This season, you've got even more depth at receiver now with Diggs. I still get a little bit scared by Josh Allen. I mean, when you look at what he did in the Texans game, there were some massive highs yeah. and some like pretty low lows during that game. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that was like as a fan to experience because my heart was racing during that game and yeah. I had no emotional attachment to it. <laughs> so I, I will think, tell you that that game was more stressful. I have been more yeah. stressed in that game in a long time. I haven't <laughs> been that stressed, but yeah. um, no, it's understandable. I mean, Josh Allen is, here's the thing that I love about Josh Allen. I, I'll be honest here, coming out of the draft, I was very upset that the Bills drafted Josh Allen. I did not want him coming out of the draft just because of all the media saying, I I just bought into all the media hype. And I can honestly say that the media is wrong. They just don't want to admit it. I have watched probably every single snap of this guy's career since he's been drafted, since he started with the Buffalo Bills. And 
from his first snap to his last snap in that game against Houston in the playoffs, he has made dramatic leaps in his, his improvements. I mean, his, his development has gone so quickly just from last year to this year. I mean, yes, the, the inaccuracy is a problem. That's been his, that's been his problem since he came out. Everybody knew it wasn't a secret. <laughs> so that's going to be something that he's working on. And he definitely has been because this past year, he was top 10 in the league when it came to passes from uh, under 20 yards. So he's slowly getting there. He needs to work on that deep ball. But what I love about Josh Allen is, like you said, there were some high highs and some really low lows. But when he's on his high, it's fun to watch. I mean, this guy is a freak athlete. He can run. He can, he can hurdle a linebacker. He can, he can stiff arm guys. And he's just so fun to watch when he's on because for the first time in probably my whole life, I have confidence in the Bills quarterback to make a play because I've watched guys like Trent Edwards, J.P. Lossman, Ryan Fitzpatrick, E.J. Manuel, all these no-name quarterbacks that can't make a clutch play in the fourth quarter when it's third and ten. But I have faith when Josh Allen is in there that he can, he'll make a play. I don't know if you guys watched that, that uh, Dallas game uh, on Thanksgiving, yeah, but that, was a good game. He, that, that play fourth and one where he kind of fumbles the snap, he gets, gets around, turns around, and somehow reaches to get a first down that was kind of the epitome of Josh Allen he will do whatever it takes to to win for his team and I love that about him I think I think Josh Allen is perfect for your franchise because I think obviously the Buffalo Bills appreciate people who are just effort all effort and Josh Allen stinks of that so in, in my opinion he's not most accurate and he's a little bit clumsy however if you if he show he's showing that he is trying to make improvements everywhere the only thing I obviously you've raised that is inaccurate, and I do agree that he is making improvements on that. And then obviously it leads to him rushing the ball more, which is fantastic. Yeah, they were 500 rushing yards in both of his seasons so far, which is great. Yeah, I've actually got a start off on my friends sent me the other day, which is I was absolutely out, like astounded by that he hasn't had a 300 yard passing game yet in his career, no, but he, he has the not. same amount of touchdowns as Saquon Barkley in the rushing he game. He does. That is absolutely crazy. 17 <laughs> touchdowns on the ground. It's pretty wild. I mean, the thing is, with his accuracy, I'm not too worried, honestly, because with the weapons and the team that they've put around him, he doesn't need to throw for 300 yards. Um, they've improved now, haven't they? They've improved with... Yeah, oh, yeah. You have, they you have, have a single carry. Yeah. But, they didn't have a they didn't have a strong a strong receiving call really. He, he has Devin Singletary in the backfield there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has Devin Singletary in the backfield. Now they add Zach Moss, a third round pick uh out of yeah. Utah, who was possibly the steal of the NFL draft. So you have a strong backfield behind him where he can be confident that he can hand the ball off to them twenty plus times a game. He has Stephon Diggs that he can throw a little five-yard pass to and have confidence that he's going to run that for 15 more yards. So I don't think that Josh Allen needs to hit the deep ball 10 times a game. He needs to master the the passes 15 yards downfield, cross the middle on the out routes, and he will just be just fine, especially with that defense that they have that can hold teams to under 20 points easily. The Bills could easily score 25 points a game and win a lot of games this year. So I'm not too worried about Josh Allen and his accuracy problems yet. I think yeah. I think that raises a good point because with um, Josh Allen, obviously, there's, there's been problems in the past with QBs that make silly errors or they're not too accurate. Like obviously, like Tom's boy, Jameis Winston, he obviously had accuracy problems, <laughs> accuracy <laughs> problems, and it, it led to him being a bit you know, careless with the ball. Obviously, you've seen 
Josh Allen make the improvements, and now the team have actually built around him rather than put all the right. pressure on him to make the plays. They've right. built around him, which means that there's less pressure on him. And as long as he recognizes that and moves forward as a team rather than making himself do all the work, there won't be as much pressure on him. And as we saw, let's say, with the Jags in 2017, and their defense did all the work for them. This yep. is a situation where the, the Bills do also have a really strong defense. So he doesn't need to do it all himself. The whole right. team is, I think, it's quite one of the strongest all-round teams in the league. Like the, the, You wouldn't say, oh, it's all offense or all defense. Right. You have confidence yeah. that if you're down, you could, the offense might pull you back. And if you are leading, the defense will secure that lead. I yeah, think absolutely. it's quite a good setup yeah. for them. And the rest of the teams got better as well. So mm-hmm. you've got better, whilst all the other teams in the division have got weaker, apart from yeah. the Dolphins, but that's more of a long-term project. Right. So I think I mean, this is... Oh, go on. Uh, no, I, I think the Dolphins are... I've seen a lot of people say that the Dolphins are going to contend for the division this year. I don't see Not that happening. Same. It's no. They have... The AFC East has a very tough schedule all around, and Miami has not done quite enough to really compete with the Bills or even possibly the Jets. Um, I mean, they got their quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa. Still a question mark. We don't know about his health. We don't know if he's even going to play next year. So uh, I think Miami's two, three years away. So like I said, this is the Bills' division to lose. This is – or, yeah, the Bills' division to lose. They built every position. Their biggest position, probably question mark, is the quarterback. Um, You have Josh Allen going into year three here. Uh, This is a huge year for him because now he really has no excuses. He has the offensive weapons. He has the defense around him. He has a pretty solid offensive line. So this is a huge year for Josh Allen. Um, I hear a lot of people saying that if he struggles this year, the Bills don't win the division. Should the Bills be looking somewhere else for quarterback? I'm not personally part of that group, but, um, I mean, you can make a case for that. So, like I said, I think this is the Bills' division to lose. I don't think they're in a huge need. You know, you see teams that are really struggling in those areas, and I don't think the Bills are at all. As long as they make sure that they are – all the rest of the team are doing their bit. I don't think there's enough pressure on him to even like shine. Whereas you see somewhere like like Russell Wilson, for example, who every year he has to be 110%. Otherwise, the Seahawks offense will do absolutely nothing because right. the rest of the players without him are just you know, good. You know, But whereas when he plays excellence, the team looks unbelievable. Whereas the Bills have made their team all around strong. So, I, And when you say with the 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 schedule for the AFC East as well. I was having a little chat with one of the Jets fan bases in the UK the other day. And they said, oh, how do you think the Jets will do? I, I said, I honestly believe the Jets will go zero and nine. And I'm not trying to wind anyone up. I am not. Yeah. But if you look at their schedule, honestly, Tom, look at their schedule. It yeah. is solid. And I cannot yeah. see them in a game in the first nine games. And I mean, I, they've also got Adam Gase still as well, which I think is a, is a bad thing for them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Adam Gase is not good. Any, no, any, not. any team that has Adam Gase yeah. as, as their head coach is going to struggle. I mean, he's just he's proven to not make smart decisions anywhere yeah. when he's playing. And yeah. that's, that's the main reason why I think the Bills are going to be able to sweep the Jets this year. Um, and because they, they have good players. I mean, their offense – Nothing too special. Sam Darnold's still a question mark, just like Josh Allen. He's still he hasn't proven too much. He hasn't shown enough to be living up to his third overall pick. Um, Le'Veon Bell is not the Le'Veon Bell that he was when he was with Pittsburgh. Uh, Jets' offensive line has been questionable. They fixed that a little bit this offseason, but they don't really have any wide receivers either. They they draft Denzel Mims in the second round. That's just a replacement for Robbie Anderson. We never, well, I don't want to say never, but it's 
it's tough to see a rookie wide receiver come in and dominate right away and be a dominant number yeah. one wide receiver. So other than that, I mean, the Jets offense is, is lacking quite a bit. Their defense will be, will be okay. They, they added some nice pieces on defense, but I, I still think that they're a few years away and a head coach away from being a contender. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I think obviously yeah. adding the offensive line back in there, I think that does create massive holes for Bell and it will help, it will help him but it doesn't bring him to the same level as he was at the Steelers still. Right. I do think Sam Darnold, obviously he had his issues last year, and although people aren't questioning him as much because the Jets overall were terrible. This is right. why maybe Josh Allen gets criticised a bit more than Sam Darnold does because the Jets are an awful team. We were an awful team last season, right. whereas the Bills yeah. were good. So when Josh, when Josh Allen plays badly, it's like, well, now it's obvious because the Bills yeah. are actually quite good. Whereas when Darnold plays awful, it's like, well, they weren't going to win anyway. Because the Jets yeah. are awful, so yeah. Right. But I think that's where a lot of the situation that the team is in and the organization as a whole makes such a difference. So, could you imagine what you get, what the Bills would be like if they had Donald, for example? So, if Donald had gone to you guys instead, yeah. do you think that potentially you could be better because overall your whole structure is better? See, I think. I mean, I think a lot of quarterbacks that could come into this Buffalo Bills team could easily be a ten-win team just because of the depth and the talent that's on this team. But personally, for the long run, I would take Josh Allen over Sam Darnold. I just think he's more athletic. Darnold may have a better accuracy rating, but it's it's not it's more of a, a leadership thing. Josh Allen is a third year starter now. He will be and he's already got command of this offense. Everybody yeah. respects him. It's it seems like he's been on this in this league for 10 years now. And He's got the leadership. He's he's got the the starting quarterback quality. He's got the clutch factor. He had five game winning drives last year. So it seems like the only real thing that people have a problem with him is his accuracy, which is don't get me wrong, it's a huge thing. He's he's the NFL quarterback. He needs to be accurate. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not too worried because this guy in college he played at Wyoming. He didn't get a ton of experience. He didn't get a ton of starts. A ton of snaps. Um, and he's still so raw. Coming into this league, everybody knew that he was going to be the most raw quarterback in the 2018 draft, and we're seeing that. And it might, yeah. he might develop a little bit slower, but that's okay because you have the talent around him. And I think, I think what a lot of people kind of start judging him for is because we see guys come in like Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. They come in and they light it up right away. They are our MVP candidates right away. And people don't really want to wait. People don't want to develop a young yeah. quarterback like Josh Allen. But, I mean, I would, I would much rather do that and have him for the long term, have him for 10, 11 years on a team as a starting quarterback. I think you yeah. nailed the point there because, obviously, when these teams do draft these quarterbacks because they have a massive need for a quarterback, let's say the Cardinals when they drafted um, Josh Rosen. Now, let's say the Bills drafted him. It wouldn't have been a big, big, a big massive to do because – they weren't exactly in a need for a guy to come on, come in, sorry, and then carry them immediately. They were able to bring this player in like Josh Allen, absorb his issues that he had, try and get them away, try and train him out of them, and then try and develop him as a player. And, and you've seen, like last year, he had something like 58 point something percentage accuracy for his, for his passing. I mean, yeah, that isn't ideal and you need to improve that. But some, some top quarterbacks in the league are only mid-60s. So realistically, he's yeah. not too far it's, you know, right. it, it's like tweaks isn't it it's little tweaks it's not yeah you don't walk yeah. into the season and go he is miles away yeah he is he's is a little bit away but let's say in a few seasons time 
you know, he could he could develop into a proper franchise quarterback. He could be what a guy that stays with your team for the next 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's definitely I, still developing, I would yeah. say. Like you touched on his completion percentage, Harry. It went up by six percentage points from the previous year. So it seems unlikely that it would jump up by another six. But right. even if you get a little bit of improvement there, it's going to help. But um, I saw a quote from before your playoff game with the Texans. They had an, an interview with ESPN. And he said that he's still... Um, grasping that he just needs to take what the defense gives him, and also like you touched on at Wyoming, he didn't have that much experience. There wasn't right. there wasn't really any um, NFL talent around him, mm-hmm. so he is all just still soaking up all that um, information yeah. and still learning the, the, the position at an NFL level. Really, yeah, I, I think as bad as it sounds, I think it was you can take away the good from losing that playoff game to the Houston Texans because now he has that playoff experience. He knows what he has to do to win in the playoffs. He can't be making dumb moves by throwing a lateral over his shoulder yeah. while running 10 yards down the field. So, Or a 50-yard bomb to a fullback in double coverage. Thank you. Yes, that, <laughs> that, 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 that haunts me every night. But, yeah. um, no, I, I, think, I think what you said, I mean, he, he raised his overall per, uh, completion percentage by six points. Raise that by another three, and I'll be happy. And yeah. the other thing is, Last year's Bills team had a lot of drops. They, they, I don't know if they led the league, but they were at least top five in the league with drop passes by their wide receivers. There's a few really clutch drops, clutch for the defense, clutch drops uh, by Dawson Knox, the tight end, the young rookie. Um, Cole Beasley had a few drops. John Brown, everybody on that offense really had some, some key drops that would have raised his overall completion percentage, and a lot of people wouldn't be maybe saying that he's that inaccurate. People yeah. just look at the numbers. People read the media, and the media says, oh, look at him. The media doesn't really want to admit that they were wrong because everybody yeah. coming out of the draft was saying, oh, Josh Allen will never be a good starter. But now they don't want to admit it, that he's leading teams to a 10-win season and going to the playoffs. So yeah. Um, yeah. A, a lot of people are just kind of reading into the media. So I, I urge anybody that's listening, and I urge you guys, I know it's early or it's late in the night when the Bills are playing, but – just watch the Bills. Watch watch every snap because every snap you see this guy take command of an offense, take command, read the defense. He's learning every week, and it's so fun to watch because it's very exciting to know that in the next five years we could be contending for a Super Bowl, which is awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Taking a quick break now to speak to David Izion, a British linebacker playing with the Rostock Griffins over in Germany. He's telling us about his experience in the CFL Global Combine in Bristol and what's next for him. How are we doing, David? How's lockdown been going for you, mate? Oh, man, it's, it's all good, man. It's all good, man. You know, just trying to stay fit and healthy out here in this whole yeah. pandemic going on. Yeah, it's, a t- it's tough times, isn't it? Especially when you're trying to train and trying to keep yourself fit. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. It's, it's <laughs> at the start, I was quite, I was very annoyed about how everything locked down, but then obviously, obviously it's like a, it's a global, it's a global thing. So you have to like get to understand that like people's lives and things have been affected. So it was like, oh snap! But you have to take a look back and be like, oh snap! Got to find other ways to start working out, doing other things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, there was definitely times when me and Tom have said this is not idealist when we're trying to get a good <laughs> podcast going. There's <laughs> yeah. definitely more important things in life, isn't there? Yeah. Um, okay, so obviously our listeners will know a lot about the NFL about. Some, a lot of our listeners about British American football too. Can you just tell them all a bit about, about yourself and like where, like, who are you playing for now? Where have you been playing, etc.? Um, right now, 
I was playing for um, Rostock Griffin in um, Germany, GFOT. Okay. And then um, before them, I was playing for Hamelina Huskies in Finland, but I think they, they folded now, so, yeah. Oh, no. All right. Yeah, so that's, um, yeah, after that, before that, I was a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like playing for the Warriors? Because they're they're probably like the most well known team, I think, in the UK game, I would say. It's it's crazy, man. It's like the way I think that's how it's affecting my game a lot today, because the way TA grills you about everything, from like your footwork to knowing like every single thing you need to do before you can even step on the field. Yeah. I mean for for us, obviously there's a t- there's a few teams near us too, and obviously Tom nearly tried out for them a long time ago, didn't he, mate? But yeah, I, I was like I, sixteen. I would get battered <laughs> when I could move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, like, have you had a chance to play with um anyone? So like, I don't know if people know, but obviously for the Carolina Panthers, there's FA Abada. Um, I remember on the All or Nothing show a few years ago on Amazon, he even had quite a chunk of an episode kind of um, put oh, yeah, towards yeah. him when he had yeah. his like first start and his first sacks. Have you ever had a chance to meet him or did you even get a chance to play with him? Um, yeah, I had, um, like, lucky enough, I had a chance to meet him like when he was still with the Cowboys. And then I think okay. when he signed with the Chiefs, I was able to actually like practice with him. And nice. um, I think that, uh, that's what Aiden Dirty was helping him out, trying to get nice. a new team. Oh, as soon as he got the new team, so I was actually able to like practice with him. And as he was in the NFL, he's a he's an absolute freak. I mean, is like, he? Lord have mercy, he is. <laughs> he is nah, he's either. If I didn't know him, he's a scary dude, man. Like Effa, yeah. Effa is huge. Like Effa is huge. Yeah, he does look big when you see him on the screen. Yeah, he's a he's a big guy. But we were talking talking before me and Tom. So you're. I mean, on, on, on record, on paper, you're six foot one. Last 245 yeah. pounds. So for, the, for the British guys around, that's 17 and a half stone. And there is, you yeah. are all muscle, man. You are an absolute tank. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. Got a charity, man. Got a charity, man. Yeah. So when was, well. it actually, um, when was it actually started playing football then? Um, my first year of uni, that was about, I think, 2013. Um, that was University of Surrey. Okay. And then uh, my coach, Sheriff Omar, yeah, introduced me because I originally played rugby all my life before I got to uni. But it was going to yeah. be like join the rugby club, all that kind of yeah. thing, and carry on playing. Then I think I had a taste of Sergeant for American football. And from that day, literally just been in love with it. Yeah. From that day, yeah. and then that's how it's been all these years now. I was going to say, I'm guessing from your rugby background, you don't miss many tackles either. <laughs> you can actually <laughs> tackle properly. <laughs> 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 no diving head first at people. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that annoys me the most with the NFL. Like you'll watch it on Sunday, um, like on TV, and you'll see people that like to just throw their head trying to tackle yeah. the running back or the wide receiver. And then you can go down the road to your local rugby pitch here, for like the local, local rugby club, and you see people making proper tackles and bringing people down. And you kind of oh, wonder yeah. why they don't. Some NFL oh, teams yeah. don't get some rugby people, some coaches to come along and teach them how to tackle. <laughs> Just teach them like that, yeah. 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 I think everyone wants to get that big hit and like get the crowd excited. Yeah. But then when you look like guys like Chiki or Bobby Wagner, they're like form tackle and yeah, they still exactly. be hit as well. So it's like, you have to know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So have you always played linebacker of you? Oh, man. And sorry, I played kick returner. Punt returner, running back, linebacker, and uh, 
I think that was it. Yeah. So did you get any snaps off? Did you get any time off at all? Or were you just playing every single snap? Yeah, it was. I was every single snap. I was in there. <laughs> every single snap. I was in there. I felt like when I joined Warriors, and then I was like, you're chilling at the side. And I was like, wow, this is this is new for me, man. Good <laughs> time off. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was crazy. Though. What was it? Uh, what was it like playing abroad then? Oh, it's nice, man. It's nice because all you all all is about is literally just football, 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 football. So it was a nice like from a change up of uni where you used to go classes and everything. This one is wake up, literally film, practice, more film, and just chill for the rest of the day, or just wake up and just watch film throughout the whole day. Yeah, lift weights. That's literally what it was throughout the whole season, and. Trust me, I fell in love with it instantly. Yeah. yeah, nice man. So, um, obviously, we know the end goal is going to be the NFL. That's what we, we're pushing for you, mate. We're all rooting for you on the NFL. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, Appreciate like, that. I, ideally, let's say in the next few years, what we what we setting goals for? What, what's the, what's the what's the goals at? Um, shoot, I want a great cup. Like before I move to the to the NFL, and yeah. I've seen Sergio Hansen done it, and that. That that got me so gassed when I saw him do that, and then I was just like, "Boy, I want this. I want. I want to get in there, make a team, crack some heads, and just yeah. enjoy myself out there." Nice. Ever since then, I've just been excited just to get just to get it going in there. Yeah. What was the um, combine experience like? So there was the global combine in Bristol, wasn't there? That you got invited to. Oh, yeah. How, what What was that experience like? When I got there, it was nerve wracking. Like I was, I, I was nervous to see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, my family prayed for me, and I prayed. And then, so after a while, when we started doing the warm ups and all these things, and like, and then after the bench, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I got this. I got this. I got this. Yeah. I was telling <laughs> myself that, and then <laughs> that's how it just went. And then actually, you know, I just stopped thinking it was an evaluation. I just had fun with it. I tried to enjoy myself. Yeah. Before I know it was over. Nice. Nice. And then you've you've been invited to the next stage, haven't you now? Yeah, yeah, for the Toronto one. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just waiting for this lockdown to finally end. Yeah, literally. So you can get that done. <laughs> yep. So you obviously you obviously smashed the first step because obviously only the best got invited to the next step. So what yeah. what what is the next stage? What what's what's gonna happen when you go to Toronto? Um, I think we're gonna do the same things again, but this time in front of the actual scouts scouts and um, coaches for the teams okay. and then we get um, medical checkups, interviews, all those kind of things so the coach, see, um, the team see us one-on-one to know what our personality is like. Okay, okay. so that sounds pretty pretty much identical to the NFL draft um, combine yeah. then, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So have you watched much of the Canadian game then? Because I've only seen a few games on like BT Sport and it, look, it looks crazy, like everyone's running yeah. at like full pelt before yeah. the snap comes. The field's yeah. huge, like I get into it. It's crazy because it's like three down to the four, and like um, I think about three wide receivers are allowed to motion, and the running backs are allowed to motion before the ball snap. So yeah. a lot of things are going up and down, mm. and as a linebacker, if you're not ready for that, boy, it's, it's you can't see what like the amount of running up and down is crazy. So if you can't position yourself and get yourself right, yeah, I think that's yeah. why I need to watch more film and study more. <laughs> <laughs> the combine is just about showing that you're ready to go and play, isn't it? And once you get there, they'll, yeah. they'll teach you that game definitely once you get there. Yeah, yes, 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 100%. Yes, 100%. So, obviously, you've, you've seen the teams play, etc. So, 
what team would you prefer to go to? If you had a, like a perfect team to land at, what would it be? Um, ooh, that's a tough one, man. Um, I like the Montreal. Yeah. I really like Montreal. Nice. Yeah, I like Montreal. Montreal and um, Saskatchewan. I like. I really like those teams. I think those are the two teams I really watched a lot of. And I like the way, like, um, I think the Montreal linebacker, uh, you know, Kamwamba, the way he plays, I really, I really enjoy watching. Nice. And I like that. Nice. Like, him and understand. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Obviously, what we're trying to do as well with all what we're doing now with the website and the podcast is trying to raise more awareness for the British game because there is there is those players like yourself who have been playing in the British game, gone abroad, etc., who are definitely good enough to go and play in either the CFL or the NFL. If, you, if there was young players starting in the game now, what advice would you give them? Um, I think, yeah, just get to a club and just like, work your ass off, man. Cause that, I think that's the one thing. When you work, work your ass off, you get noticed by GBs, you get noticed by a lot of things, and then everything falls into place. So, like, from... I know it's hard for you, but, like, to work out, understand the film, I just understand how the game is played at the tempo and the speed. Nice. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for letting us grill you for the last uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> Before I do let you go, though, mate, Tom's got a little quick-fire quiz for you, if you don't mind sitting through that for us. Oh, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. All right, so then we've got 10 questions coming up, and I just want you to say the first thing that comes to your head. Um, there's not really a right or wrong answer. A lot of it's just opinion and what comes um, to the top of your head. So um, one question is going to be um, about a random topic, and then it's going to be about the NFL, and then a random topic, and then the NFL, and so on. So mix them up a little bit, and then we've got two bonus questions for you at the end. Which do you have a right or wrong answer? All right, so <laughs> starting off then, um, Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Pepsi. Well, controversial. Um, who is the GOAT? <laughs> Brady or Montana? Montana. Also controversial. I'm liking the start. Um, what's your favourite fruit? Um, apples. Apples. Um, in your opinion, which um, defence was better, the 2000 Ravens or the 2012 and 13 Legion of Boom in Seattle? Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. Yeah. See, you've made Harry happy, the Seahawks yeah. fan. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favourite ever movie? Mm. Mm. This is a hard Friday. one. There's so many. Friday, Friday. You know the movie with Ice Cube and um and um. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. Good choice. Yeah. All right, the next one. Who's responsible for the Patriots dynasty? Is it Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, or Tom Brady? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. I tend to agree as well. Nothing would happen without him. <laughs> right. The, the next one. Who wins in a fight? Batman or Superman? Batman. Batman. I agree. That's the right answer. <laughs> I'm a comic book. I am a comic book nerd, and that is the right answer. All right. The next one, number eight. Who's your favorite um, current NFL player? Um, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner. Yes. I think you're playing to worry here with these Seahawks answers. Big time. <laughs> All right, number nine. Who's the person that you look um, in your life that you look up to the most? Um, my father, my brother. Good my older brother, my father. Older brother. Okay, and then the last one. Um, who has the best uniform in the NFL? Ooh. 
Ooh. This does have a right and wrong answer. This <laughs> uh, color rush is involved in it. You yeah. can do color rush, yeah. Oh man, this is a hard one. I kind of like Bill's uniform, funny enough. I like the Bill's uniform. All the most well. random ones. I, yeah. I, I like the Bill's uniform. Bill's is definitely top five. Yeah, not, oh, bad, not bad at all. It's a good choice. All right, okay. And then two more but quick bonus questions then. Um, who had more sacks in 2019? Was it Cam Jordan or Chandler Jones? Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan. It was Jones. Jones had 19. Only half a sack away from Shaq Barrett, who was the leader. Jordan had 15 and a half. Oh, and then um, a Canadian football question for you. So, who won the CFL Grey Cup in 2019? Um, that was um, Winnipeg. It was Winnipeg. Well done. Well yeah. done. That's my that that question. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the bonus round done. David, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. And uh, all of us here giving you all the wishes, mate. We're hoping you succeed. Everything you do, mate. Hopefully, in That's a few years, man. we'll be talking about you on our podcast in the NFL. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. All All right. Take care, buddy. Thank you, man. Take it easy, man. We really enjoyed our interview today with David, and we wish him all the best in, in the CFL and further on. Now back to breaking down the AFC East with Kurt. Obviously, what you just said then about the receivers, I touched on it before. He hasn't really had the receivers that's obviously like the top receivers to go and you know, 35,000 yards too. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, your best receiver last year was John Brown, only just over 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Behind him was Cole Beasley, around 700 yards, both around six touchdowns, was it, I think. So, I mean, that isn't that isn't an elite receiver, do you know what I mean? And he's he's still putting numbers that you wouldn't, you wouldn't like, turn your head up. So, realistically, with now adding Diggs, obviously, I'm a big fan of Stefan Diggs. Obviously, we've touched before, me and Tom on our podcast, that he is a bit of a diva. You know, he does throw his toys out the pram if he doesn't get his own way, but he will be the re- receiver one in Buffalo, so he hasn't got any reason to start kicking off. He is right. going to be that lead receiver. It will all go to him if he is free. So, yeah. Well, to play, to play the contrarian, though, um, he will kick his toys out the pram, I imagine, because what, what happens if he's had five passes in a row sail over his head from Josh Allen? Obviously, this is all hypothetical. Like This might right. not happen, but my only thing is if, if, he, if he got frustrated with Kirk Cousins, to me, he's likely to get frustrated with Josh Allen. So right. unless Sean McDermott can kind of get hold of him and kind of change his temperament and get him to buy in a little bit more to like the yeah. team mentality, which he's built so well, I can still see there being at least one little outburst from Diggs at some point. Uh, and I think you see that a lot with, with any number one wide receiver. Yeah. It, like it's their job. They want the ball. And I think what, what Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, uh, I think – he really he designs the offense uh, around Josh Allen in a great way. I mean, yes, he had a fullback go out for for a, a fly route in a playoff <laughs> game, but but he he really designs the offense to benefit Josh Allen. Um, he he makes sure that he's comfortable and he's not he's not putting him in positions where he's he's got so much pressure on him. He he designs plays so that he can flourish and he can really put together some good quality drives and learn from it so I think adding digs is is huge because now Josh Allen can trust him he can trust him that he can throw it up one-on-one and Stefan Diggs will come down with it because he never had that Stefan Diggs might not be the tallest guy I think he's only six foot or six one but he can get up and yeah. I mean the his number one wide receiver was John Brown last year who's a great wide receiver I think he's going to be even better as a number two wide receiver yeah I but agree. I, agree. I, I think that 
adding Stefan Diggs just gives him the confidence, the confidence to know that he has a guy that's going to be 10 yards down the field and he knows that he can hit him. So adding that confidence is huge for him because now he has a star on his side and he has a, a star that he knows can get him a touchdown, even if it's a, a bad throw. If, if Stephon Diggs can catch it, he's one of the best route runners in the game. So he can get yeah. by a defender and take that baby to the house and score seven points. So. Um, we had a podcast, me and Tom, a few weeks ago uh, where, we dis- where we discussed that what our team needs were for each team in the draft. And I said that with, with Diggs, there now, um, obviously, with, with him being inaccurate, Josh Allen, Diggs is able to run routes unbelievably, so he can, he can escape his coverage without any, without any issues, I think. You saw a lot of times in Minnesota when he was just free as a bird, and yeah. they were just finding him easily, and I think that's what he needs. Josh Allen, a little bit, a little bit less pressure in the coverage. A guy, that's, a guy that's a bit more free and open, and then he might not, you know, Tom's saying, sail over his head five times, but yeah, that might happen, but they're not the edge of a bad game, whereas I think I think if you throw the ball to him four times, I think at least two, three will find him. So yeah. I can't. I, I know Tom says he probably will throw his toys at the pram. I just can't quite see it yet. I think I think he's going to love being in Buffalo. And as you said before, with the team mentality, um, I think this is a, a big thing that the Bills have made. You, know, you don't really see any news about the Buffalo Bills players kicking off, feeling bad, you know, feeling like they're a bit being mistreated. It's all a big community as i think it all revolves around the fan base too yep. you know the fans make them all feel loved the team the the coaches make them all feel like they're part of the, the actual plan for the future and it, it is a good way of doing it Absolutely. But on, the, on the back of that obviously we've seen the news last night that ed oliver has managed to get himself in a bit of trouble uh being arrested uh drunken was it drunk he was drunk driving wasn't he and yeah. he had a, a gun that was unlicensed in his car yeah, the, the rumor right now, I don't think anything's official, was uh, he had an unlicensed gun in the car and he had a, a beer on his lap while he was driving. So not a smart move at all. Um, I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for him. He should be punished. Nobody should be doing that. But the guy's 22 years old. Um, yeah. We've all done stupid things when we were 20. Yeah. And people, people say that, you know, oh, he's throwing his career away. I don't think so. Um, he was out fishing. He was he was in Louisiana fishing in the swamp, and he must have been with his friends drinking a few beers, and he just made a dumb dumb decision. So yeah. we haven't really seen too many too many problems come out of him. Uh, this is really the first one that he's had as an NFL star. So, I mean, I'm not too worried. He'll take his punishment. He'll learn, like you said, uh, Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have really built a family culture uh kind of the guy next to you is your brother work for him play for him so I think Ed Oliver is going to learn a lot from this as bad as it sounds sometimes people just need to get in trouble to learn and like I said he's 22 years old I think he'll be just fine as a star he'll learn his lesson and uh, we can move on from this hopefully I, think, yeah. um, I did many a stupid thing as a 22 year old <laughs> so, we all yeah. did. Uh, with, with what you're saying there I, I was a big big mentioner of you should be it's a privilege to play in this league you know there are millions of people behind you that would love to have that place so you should treat it as an honor and you shouldn't mess up but then on the other hand you've got to realize that you've just given somebody who was 21 22 millions of dollars now i mean without anybody there you know supporting him and telling him how to how to Mm -hmm. use that money okay i'm guessing they do have people behind the scenes helping him out but you are always going to have somebody who was brought up 
playing sport, loving his life, gone to college, amazing, gone, gone to the NFL, unbelievable, all this money, something stupid happens. Right. And realistically, something like he's done now, he hasn't hurt anybody, he hasn't yeah. caused any harm. I mean, yeah, he needs, he needs to be punished, needs to be yeah, whatever happens to him. Mm. But I think this isn't one of those situations where you think he can't recover from this. Right. And I think I think the other thing that people are kind of forgetting is it's not like he was at some some club or some bar and he was carrying a gun and he was starting fights. And that that's a different kind of trouble. I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to make excuses for for drinking while driving. That's you need to be punished for that. But he was just he was fishing in the swamp. And I don't know. I mean, if you're down in Louisiana, there's a lot of gators down there. I don't want to – I might carry a gun with me, too, just for protection. There's a lot of scary <laughs> things in those swamps. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, obviously, we've discussed all the Bills. We're, we're all agreeing that we all love the Bills. You know, we don't like the Jets at the moment. The Dolphins are a team for a few years. Let's move to the villains of the division, you know, the Patriots. And I know you said before that you think that they're going to try and get a, a quarterback maybe next year. Mm-hmm. I think this could be the worst situation the Patriots could be in because the defense is too good for them to tank. They're not right. going to tank. Right. And yeah. the offense is nowhere near good enough to win any games. Mm-hmm. So, it, again, it could be a situation where they, they go like the Jags and, and they drag them to a, a playoff game. But there is no way they're going to be in a good enough position that draft next year to get a quarterback that's remotely solid enough to lead a franchise. And there's no way that they're going to be in any situation to win anything this year. So, I think it is... the because Belichick will not want to lose. He will exactly. not want to tank and not yeah. want to lose. The defense is aging, but it's still good enough to drag them to at least six, seven wins. Mm-hmm. And they're not, not good enough to win. So I just think this could be the worst situation that franchise has gone from. Yeah, from 20 <laughs> years of success yeah. to like, ultimate destruction. <laughs> well, they have, been, they have been torturing me for my entire life. Tom Brady has been in my nightmares every night because every year we go in, we're so excited we're going to beat the Patriots this year and we lose by 30 points. So this is, it's different this year. Um, but like you said, their defense is it's, it's pretty legit. Last year they were the best defense in the league. They lost a few key pieces, but they also gained some pieces back in the draft. They had a very good draft. Um, so unless that defense is going to hold offenses to under three points, I, I can't see – I'm guessing around six wins for the Patriots because yeah. they really don't have any offensive weapons. Uh, Nikhil Harry was their number or was their first round pick last year, wide receiver. He dealt with some injuries, didn't really live up to the hype. They have a, a decent backfield with James White and Sonny Michelle. So I just I don't see it getting done with Jared Stidham in there, um, and I don't think Belichick's going to want to stick around because he's had so much success. He's been one of the best coaches of all time. He's won so many Super Bowls. Is he really going to want to sit around for a rebuild where they lose 10 games and then they lose nine games the next year? I don't think so. I think yeah. he's probably the next, the next one out after Brady. I thought Belichick would go this year. I actually thought that he would end up being the Giants head coach and that he'd work his way back to New York where he won the yeah. Super Bowl as the defensive coordinator. But obviously, he just sent Joe Judge down there for him instead of like a secret agent to like hold a fort or something like that for now. Yeah, maybe he's there next year. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I wouldn't right. blame him going somewhere where there is like talent like that, where like a, you know, the Cowboys have got a new head coach now, but how long will that last? But somewhere like Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley, somewhere where they have got that kind of big star there that you can work around. That's mm-hmm. what he's done with Brady, isn't it? He's got that one player that you can work around all the time. 
So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So yeah. we are all in agreement that the Buffalo Bills win in the AFC East, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Kurt. Before Same, we yeah, guys, thank tell you everyone where they can find you. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R-88. All your Bills content, all your good stuff, follow me there. Uh, and thank you guys for having me. This was awesome. We'll do it another time for sure. An absolute pleasure. So thanks for, thanks for coming on, mate. And stay safe up there in Buffalo. Absolutely. You guys too. Cheers, Cheers buddy. Cheers, Podcast Network.